This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Many of you may know that I've been recording conversations for over seven years uh, under the umbrella of Simon on the sofa. Throughout that time, I've always been focused on the, the conversation around the emergent culture, the, um, the emergence of what it means to be human at this time, the emergence of what it means to move out of the density of, of fear, the densi density of what some call the old paradigm or the old way of being. There's, there's so many different terminologies. And I met Luke just the other day and really, um, yeah, just really appreciating his way of expressing what he's been through and how he's been engaging in different communities and I was instantly I was thinking, wow, that was such a beautiful conversation. I would love to record one and, and just, as you all know, go with the flow wherever we go um, in this transparent way. So thank you for agreeing. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, yeah I, think, I, I think I'd love to start just with bringing some context in for people, sure. if you're happy, just the sort of essence. But, you know, there's no, I'm not forcing you on time. But I just yeah, would yeah. love you to like express a little bit of where, you know, where you've been to, and how you've got sure. to this point. Is that, is that cool? Yeah, yeah, happy to give some, give some context. Um, so I've been on a journey of um, empowering community and, and really receiving this, uh, this download of what's possible in co-creation around land-based projects, specifically in... 2008 in Costa Rica is where that journey started of seeing what living on the land as a community can look like and coming from New York City got really inspired by seeing little kids running around the jungle and, and the whole center being ran by people in connection and, and creating and that sparked a whole evolutionary journey of, of really committing to sort of attracting a tribe and then this idea of creating some kind of land-based project and gone through, you know, obviously 2008 is about 11 years, ago, 11 years ago, about a decade of experimentation and, and exploration in phases of leadership and organization from festivals to uh, companies and then very much deeply woven within my own healing journey and, and hero's journey of, of healing mystery illness and he healing uh, and going through stages of initiation with different teachers and healers and lineage holders and many different modalities and so uh, it's been a personal journey of wanting to come into wholeness and in service to more of a, a meta-narrative of what it means to create community on the planet and uh, culture change you know really like what's it going to take to shift the collective consciousness and collective culture cultural narrative on our planet so I've been interfacing with tons of different types of communities from indigenous communities to entrepreneurial communities to transformational festival communities to, you know, uh, the gamut of people that are doing work around either money, sexuality, plant medicine, and how we can refine um, our incorruptibility and coming into a deep integrity with ourselves and with life. So that's that's the the essence context. That's the that's the little uh, uh, umbrella. Yeah. And <laughs> And yeah, and just in these few days, um, I've, I think I'd like, yeah, maybe also if, if you're happy to share, it's like something, something happened for you way back as well, didn't it? Sort of, let's say, catapulted you on this journey. Do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, this all started from, um, I had a full healing crisis in, in college. Uh, I was a very overactive martial artist and athlete, very competitive, very fire, go, go, go. And I was, you know, living a pretty much a typical college lifestyle and um, typical in the sense of diet and, and, and social group and, you know, that kind of drinking culture. And, um, and I was just pushing my body really hard. I had a lot of stored grief from 9-11. I lost my brother-in-law, who knew me since I was a child. He was one of the safest people in my, in my life and, you know, really uh, one of the few references of, of heart-based masculine energy that I had at the time. And... So, you know, needless to say, it was pretty devastating, and I didn't really have the tools, the culture, or inherent emotional intelligence of how to process that level of grief, so it was stored in my body. And basically, yeah, my body just shut down and had some you know, minor spinal, spinal injuries and the accumulation of uh, repetitive stress movements from martial arts and how much I was moving my body and the grief and just the lifestyle accumulation 
obviously my body just started shutting down at 23. So all of a sudden I went from this really, you know, super active running, basketball, sparring, grappling, you know, to walking with a cane at 23. And I got really deeply depressed because um, I found that Zen state, that flow state through movement. And uh, I had come into connection with this uh, cast iron teapot, just synchronistically for my 23rd birthday. I just really resonated with it. My sister, we were out shopping. My sister was like, pick something out for your birthday. And I was like, oh, I want this, I want this cast iron teapot. I don't know why. <laughs> and then one day I was just sitting in my apartment having tea with this teapot. And I, I dropped into the stillness sitting for the first time in my life. Like I'd found it in moments in nature and I had found it, you know, through exploring psychedelics as a teenager. but never to the, this level of stillness and sitting. And in that med meditative, spontaneous meditative state, I, I woke up a memory of being a Taoist hermit in a past life. And uh, in that vision, um, uh, I accessed that stillness. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. Um, it was like, this is the feeling I've been looking for my entire life, is this, this stillness. and. Uh, Shortly after, was gifted a copy of Autobiography Yogi, and it was just like one door after the next the rapid succession just brought me on a the last 12-year journey, basically wow. a 13-year journey, whatever it's been. And so I and the you know, autobiography of a, a yogi was yeah. just given as a gift. Yeah, like literally, like three days later, someone was just like, I, like "You need you to read this book." Yeah, and that was, you know, major catalyst. All the, this, you know, from after I finished that book with it, which, which I did in three days, <laughs> I just plowed through. It was just like. It's like if you if you were missing a nutrient in your in your you know for your whole life you missed it we were missing this like essential ingredient all of a sudden you get access to this like mineral supplement it was like you know just <laughs> <laughs> just drinking it like crazy <laughs> this is good for the body yeah yeah and then you know I I gave up eating meat watching TV smoking pot drinking alcohol like within like days right. and I was just like I'm dedicating my life to to this path and kind of my soul merged with me and I could see where my soul had been with me my whole life up until that point and it was just like yeah this choice point of, of a very new trajectory for my being I had no idea what kind of journey I would be going on you know I was very much still in certain levels of victimization of my body shutting down at 23 but there was a spark for the possibility of what enlightenment could be or moksha or liberation could be that I that I tasted so deeply in my soul that I've known mm. beyond beyond this body and that just kind of set set the precedent. Set, set the precedent. And then Not it, that I hold like anything around those things that I said that I stopped. It was just life was saying, you know, it wasn't like this cognitive decision where like I'm gonna stop you know smoking pot or it was just like <laughs> like these things just yeah. slipped away in a moment in that real, in that orientation point. Yeah, yeah and, and and would you say that's would you associate that to like a level of a, an awareness shift? Like the awareness shifted for whatever reason, and then through that, there's just certain things that have to move when awareness comes or not not necessarily not even necessarily awareness it's just it's, it's like a it's almost like something just has its time and it, and it, it, it slips slips away just like a like snake skin would fall off a snake and, it, and it's not cognitive it's not like that snake is deciding somewhere in their willpower that I'm I'm gonna shed my skin now it's just like life literally yeah. unravels this thing that no longer serves and it, and it just slips away it was actually one of the most effortless things that I've ever done you know, which is interesting with the level of behavioral uh, conditioning that I had with it or the right. hab habituation or the right. orientation that my consciousness had at the time yeah. to those things. It was just like... Which is, a, which is actually a great point. As much as this wasn't... I'm not trying to go anywhere, but I love this topic because, yeah. you know, when it comes to addiction, and I know many people... Whoop, we got a little little slide on there. <laughs> Come and sliding away on us, little little camera. You have so much shakti that, like, when you talk, it shakes the whole little. Yeah, it's, sh that we're it's shaking us down. <laughs> I don't even notice that. You guys watching and probably seeing us like, shake. We're, we're on this little platform that's, that's shaking. Even if we chuckle too hard, it might move. Yeah. So have to come into this the stillness thing. Really. We gotta be super still. Yeah. And just little movements, like, <laughs> micro movements. Very contrived. <laughs> um, no, but this might be good for some of the people that do watch this because I, I meet many people that are struggling with addiction and Same habits and, and breaking habits and trying to change and trying to stop certain things, whether it be, you know, substances or behaviors and, and go into a lot of stress and conflict around it. 
And actually, there's often, you know, when we, same happened for me, when, when I had a, you know, a big shift in perspective and so on, some things just do shed like a skin. So, you know, so if it's not, if it's not necessarily shedding, I'm not telling everyone to stay addic addicts and stuff. It's not permission to be self-destructive. Exactly, it's not permission to be self-destructive, but maybe, maybe the, the thing is, is still lingering because there's something uh, teaching you or that's not actually come into full alignment right now, therefore it hasn't dropped away. But that's just a, I don't know, that's so, just a little caveat. So Side note. Side yeah. note. Side <laughs> note. Um, okay, so that's a thank you for that yeah. context, and I hope that I hope you all watching enjoy that little context. We're going to dive into that now because so so one of the, one of the people that we're we're both inspired by happens to be Charles Eisenstein, and you you all know that I talk a lot about Charles Eisenstein. I share his stuff and so on. He's one of, one of the key figures for me in this emerging culture that comes for me anyway. It seems like a very sort of neutral place, not so fixed on how it should be or how it shouldn't be, and actually offering an invitation for a conversation around the potential of where we could be uh, evolving to, yeah, or yeah. or directing to. Would you agree with that? Is anyone yeah. add something to that? Hand? Yeah, one way that I would frame Charles in my, you know, he, he's been a part of some events that we've done, and we've we've had some really nice interactions. We're still getting to know each other, but what I appreciate about that brother is it's it's like. He has a hyper-intelligence that doesn't project onto reality like other great thinker. Like, sometimes the intelligence can be actually a way to by bypass reality. And what I feel like is like his mind is actually translating some of the emergent energy that's arising in, our, in, this, in this time. And so it's like his intelligence is being utilized by, by life in a, in a particular way that he, he's also... A, I call myself a translator. He, he's also a translator for some of what's emerging, and yes. and that that's what's really cool is that I, I witness him in a, a quality of surrender. Like he won't speak unless life is really coming through him. Like literally, he's like, oh yeah, I think I'm done. Like I, I, that's that's it. You know, you know, like let's begin this hour long lecture, and then you know, 15 minutes ago, he's like, I think yeah, nothing else is coming. You know, <laughs> he's not gonna like fill in the space. You know, so that that level of surrender of just listening is, is life actually generally moving through in this moment. I see him in a in a very um, masterful way of, of doing that, and that's something I, I aspire to live through as well. Is 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 you know I have hyper intelligence as well, but there's a lot. I have a little bit more focus on the EQ uh, in 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 the in the emergence, like where where emotions and energy and obviously having a lot of uh, deep relationship with the indigenous worldview, um, which Charles also is a advocate for. For sure. Um, but yeah, just this idea that, um, you know, it's not so intellectual as it is like a deep listening to, to, right. to life. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful way to describe it. So you said something yesterday, we were traveling and you said something about, which, which really, uh, resonated with me it stuck with me in, in terms of my own inquiry so I think I was speaking to uh, sort of the nuance of in, in the formation of a new culture there are people that have been initiated you know I've, I've, I've gone through initiations in the context of indigenous ceremony and, and apprenticeships and things like that it, what, but what can happen what I've seen happen in a lot of these communities because we're, a lot of us are drawing from multiple systems and we go through certain initiations there's a next wave of people coming in learning from initiated people but that are not necessarily tracking some of the nuances of like how, it, how culture can evolve and what values or certain principalities or um, collective agreements that we're unconsciously making with each other in the perpetuation of, of certain uh, styles of relating from from uh, hierarchy to uh, positioning to uh, you know uh, like what is what is a healthy relationship with plant medicine or what is a healthy relationship with with leadership or any of these things and so as as you know some people are going through stages of initiation and are excited to empower other people they may not be tracking or or listening to how they're co actually co-creating new culture by default Right. So places like uh, you know we're right now we're in Gilly, uh, Gilly Island outside of Bali where we met in Abud, and Abud is like a kind of like a melting pot of these different new age cultures. I don't really like the word new age. It, mm -hmm. like, it's basically gives a sense of like ungrounded spirituality to me, new age. But there are like there is grounded there are grounded integrated people in Abud that are bringing through you know real spirituality and 
And so I guess what I, we were talking about is the, is where we can actually become distracted or kind of bubble out in a niche culture that's not tracking where that culture interfaces with the larger whole. And, and that we are in a stage of culture formation on the planet and that those who are being initiated in these sections of spirituality need to be really mindful of the kind of norms that we're co-creating with people that are just touching these things for the first time. Right. Because what we set in motion is really is this really powerful choice point. Um, and I'm noticing certain distortions in the in the in the seeding of culture that maybe is unaware of appropriation or unaware of colonialism or unaware of you know how power and position can affect the dynamics in, in something that's emerging and um, these are all really important topics, I think, and yeah. at this crucial time where, you know, if we if we do end up actually creating a shared culture with shared reality and shared values, which actually takes a lot of time to unpack, you'd be surprised how many people assume that they have shared values or assume that they have shared reality in these contexts that are actually, like, functioning in totally different separate universes, right. which we all are to some extent. When you think of that, and the, the idea is to actually come come more and more into shared reality and, and discover what our shared values are so that we can we can invite more participation in that in that space right you know? yeah mm. so yeah that, that that sparked something in me we keep sinking I love you all <laughs> thank you for following this sinking ship we will see. So that, that, that's talking of sinking ship. As soon as I say that, I keep thinking about so much out there. Mm. I'm, I'm curious, and maybe you guys can write, you can write in and share this. Yeah? How many of you watching this are overwhelmed, inundated with diminishing uh, media around six mass extinction? You know, the seas are dying out. Everything's dying out. Systems are collapsing. A lot of fear mongery. And from fear, we're in closure. And when we're in closure, we can't find solutions. When we're yeah. in closure, we can't open up to the infinite potential of, of a, you know, of a multiverse that has, you know, infinite, a, in, potential, infinite, timelines. infinite <laughs> potential timelines and, you know, multidimensional state of being, which is what we're, you know, what we're, what we're accessing now. And you said something lovely the other day, this idea of even dimension hopping and so on and so forth, right? So I'd just love to know, maybe you could write in the comments or, or share with us. You know, what's been your experience of that? You know, because I see what I notice a lot of is that there's a lot of this sort of getting caught up in the fear, the gossip, the drama of it all, which actually plays as a big distraction. It's a big way of distracting us, whether it be on harvesting energy, harvesting energy exactly. And then when we come to this idea of, you know, uh, shared values and connecting with people in community, you know, um, uh, recreate, recreating, uh, not recreating, but co-creating yeah. solutions and yeah. so on, yeah. that, that can be so, um, what's the word, almost forgotten about or, or distorted or I don't have time, right? There's yeah. no, no, no time for that because it's, it's, all, it's, all, yeah. it's all too much. It's, yeah. it's, it could end tomorrow, you know, <laughs> for example. Totally. Yeah, have you been experiencing that in the sort of communities and um, as, a, as a sort of I thread? see I see kind of a contrast of those that are, you know, really focusing on their own life. They're very self-absorbed in, and I think in healthy ways, and then self-absorbed in maybe less healthy ways. In the sense that, you know, mindfulness includes what's happening in the world. You know, Thich Nhat Hanh talks about that. Like, if we're actually practicing mindfulness, we're not ignoring. You know, anything. Yeah, anything really. So, so finding you know what what's the relationship with allowing some of the information of the outside world and like how much control we actually have to influence things or not. There's a spectrum of where the I would say the mass purification and purging of collective trauma um, and density on our planet. That purgence is is meant to actually access. We're, we're we're supposed to have a personal process in relationship to some of this information. We're not, we're not separate from it. Right. Like what's happening to our planet is ha right. maybe happening in our bodies on some level. Right. Like the, you know, I hear, hear tons of people with this weird cough, you know, and, but they're also chopping down you know, tons of the ammo. So the, this idea that all these things come, come from this, this separation. And so you know, there's either these bubbles of niche culture that are very isolated from the actual impact of choices to the interconnectedness of the planet, or there's a much more focus on the front line like hyper focus on activism or hyper focus on out, outward focus. So I, I see a lot of people way outwardly focused and I see a lot of people like way internally focused. And, I, and I'd like to see a balance, you know, where the internal work informs right action. 
you know, right action, not in a moral sense, but literally life will guide the most aligned choices that we can do to create the greatest positive impact. If we're coming from a fear response or reaction, it's not necessarily bad, it's just it, it may create more urgency where if we find our center first or we're letting the devastation of seeing a bunch of beach whales or an article on that we, and we actually give ourselves permission to grieve and then mm. after we grieve there's a movement of energy and then life says well what can I actually do about mm. this like what can what choices can I make mm. or am I just going to spit out in my mind and feel powerless and feel out of control or like it's not worth it like all those feelings are actually a sacred part of each each individual's journey of initiation in relating to these this, this shift in consciousness on our planet so mm. you know if you if you are feeling impacted by it it's 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 working with the actual emotional energy in real time and alchemizing it to bring us into a state of enough empowerment that we're we're co-creating and actively participating with life. We're not using it as a default to check out. We're not using our spirituality as a default to bypass what's happening. But we can really find the the, the impact and the connectedness of what, what's happening. That we are, you know, a choice we can make in New York over time can affect someone in Jamaica. Right. You know, like where is the truth of interconnectedness? Right. Where is the, the, the value systems that we're exploring relevant and relative and not just isolated being validated within these small circles of everyone that wants to do the multidimensional work but doesn't want to pick the plastic up on the beach or everyone that's picking up the plastic on the beach and thinks the new age stuff is, is bullshit. There's actually an overlap of where both is needed. And that's what I'm interested in finding as a bridge is like, how do we, how do we actually find shared value and win-wins with, with people that actually care about the same things that have different approaches but haven't had the conversation yet to, uh, to distill the, where the value system is, is overlapping because what's happening like when you're talking about all this separation on social media people are getting kind of um, shepherded into different echo chambers of culture and thought group and, and it's creating more separation than the, that if we actually took the time to come in connection found our shared values we can actually start to implement choices, systems ways of being that that honor this interconnectedness and honor this this, this co-creative participatory culture that's that's asking for us to to, to be engaged with life fully, wow. really alive, you know. And and if we're suppressing something, we're not fully alive. We're trying to control something. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to change. <laughs> so right. like, there's some place where these these you know all these different communities and cultures have medicine for each other, but it will only happen unless they they come into connection. like that <laughs> wow like I yeah I just want to sit with that for a minute mm. yeah when I'm in these conversations I, I, I want to be really more and more present with, like you said, what's coming through in the moment. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and I, I guess, I guess I come from this, like, you said something with me, you know, I come from this sort of visionary idea of what's possible. Mm -hmm. I know we touched on this this morning, but like this visionary idea of what's possible. And then I find myself at times like looking out and then going, where is it happening? You know, like it is happening. There are beautiful pockets, and I know there's thousands, even millions, upon uh, of people on this planet that are aware of the bigger picture and are really doing their best to create solutions, to create new ways of being, to, to you know, to rewire the the conditioning. And at the same time, I love this acknowledgement that you know we are dealing with thousands of years of deep-rooted conditioning right cultural conditioning and 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 trauma. your trauma yeah i love that and, you, and i love what you said a moment ago i'm really wanting to feel into that as well because i think at times i've bypassed the feeling the grief that i feel when i look out and i see and you mentioned the whales that mm. it's funny you mentioned the whales and it's been the whales the dolphins many 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 um aspects of our nature and even our fellow brothers and sisters that are just going through so much mm. pain, right? Yeah. And of course, there's that dance of, you know, duality and, you know, you get this sort of sense of, yeah, well, we're, we're above that and we can just bypass it because, you know, non-duality and, and everything's, everything, all is well in all of creation. And, and there's that sense of that. But there's, a, I love how you brought this, it. like, yeah, there's this sense of, okay, even if we play with the, the all is well in all of creation, everything is exactly happening how it should, that's how it's happening, that's how it is, right? Right, in this moment. 
But that doesn't, for me, create this sort of passivity of like, yeah, well, you know, fuck it. Yeah, what's the point? It's no point. Yeah. It doesn't create that. Yeah. It creates like, okay, if all is well in all of creation, it allows me to move away from like the fear, as you said, and the fear response, mm-hmm. and moving into this sense of a responsibility. What's my ability to respond? Mm-hmm. Now, what is that? And what is that on the, on the micro level? Because that's what I can take care of, right? Mm-hmm. Me. And, and I, like, I love what you said, how, you know, that might just be this sense of like, right now, I need to process that grief. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? That, that's, that's, what I, that's my contribution right now. Yeah. That I process the grief that I'm mm-hmm. feeling for this species dying out. Yeah. As opposed to going, everyone should be, you know, waking up or, yeah. you know what I mean? Protest, you, you know, yeah. the oil companies are the problem or whatever, right? It's like, <sighs> let me purify that. And anyway, that's what's, that's what's yeah. alive in me in, 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 in this moment. Yeah, and, and some people's life, life is going to move through them, and that is their role, is to, is to be one of the energies setting a boundary with those, those companies. You know, like we need frontline warriors setting boundaries. Right. And we also need people taking full responsibility for their own internal energetic trauma so that it's alchemizing on the planet. Right. You know, so... It's it's not. I don't think it's one or the other. I think that we need, we actually need both. Yeah. In order to create systems change. Yeah, you know? like you said, we need to merge. Or the call is. It's not even mm-hmm. about the need, right? It seems that there's a call yeah. for this merging yeah. together. And and again, Charles Eisenstein uses mm-hmm. that in between stories, right? Yeah. Which is a great, um, sure. you know, term for what we are. We're in between many narratives. Yep. Um, and. And one thing that popped a moment ago, and it's just coming again now, is this idea of shared values. Do you mm. feel that based on what you've explored and seen growing in different communities around the world, that there is this sort of universal shared values that could emerge? Because, you know, we're talking about, yeah. you know, but there's huge cultures like China, sure. America. There's so many cultures out totally. there. Like, is there a harmonizing that can take place? Or is this more of a, 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 a transition into a whole you know, new way of being human, a new way of, 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 yeah. of being that is, yeah. that is really not exclusive of what's been, but, def, but, but, but almost can't, no, I don't want to say can't include because that sounds exclusive, right? Yeah. You see what I'm pointing to? I think, I think that there's a possibility that we can move into a culture that is trend, has alchemized the distortions of the previous culture. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. So that if enough people are, are moving into um, a place of, of fully embodied soul empowerment, uh, then then the perceived threats that come from others is not there because right. they've taken self responsibility within right. themselves enough in that relationship of you know with life that those things are, don't feel threatening anymore. And right. so if enough people don't feel threatened, they actually feel safe. Then there's the opportunity to actually create shared reality. Right. But because the body's actually holding all this trauma and, and on a cellular level. From those thousands of years of conditioning, it's it's our responsibility to, to alchemize that enough so that we can create a new culture that's stemming from this wholly totally different energetic yeah. than previously. Yes. And so that's that's you know and like the reality is like th- there's a lot of privilege in that. Like right. if you if you have the opportunity to be doing trauma work, you're privileged. Right. Most of the people that need the trauma work the most are still in a battleground. Right. They don't even have the time to grieve great right point. now. Great, great, and point. this is this yes. is this is like yes, you know, and we all and this and this is fine. It's like not having duality around that or judgment, you know, like different communities are working on different things, and the shared the shared I'd say the shared value or the universal values that may be emergent, you know, still mean different things to different people. Like I, your your definition of love or my definition of love or or caring about the earth and what that means, you know, for. Right. For someone who's on the front lines of an indigenous community where there's an oil company moving in and threatening their entire way of life may be different than an environmental conservationist from California exactly. who was raised with, you know, and has white, access to white privilege. You know, th- there may be shared values, but, but with, without, you know, actually unpacking the depth of our humanity and connection, we can't actually discover that in a way where empathy, which creates understanding, can, can be anchored. And I think the culture that we have the opportunity of creating is one of empathy and understanding that allows us to go out of our own, outside of our own narcissism, our own echo chamber of community and, and really feel into another person's experience right. and really feel into another person's reality and, mm. and be curious about it. So, you know, a stage of evolution that I, that I would say that we're in and there's, you know, all these different quantum levels that we can, you know, pop through to, to be in co-creation. For example, one is this idea 
that when we're in council, when we're, when we're in circle, there's a totem pole in the middle of the room, and that totem pole represents truth, you know, whatever that is. And you might see an eagle, I might see a whale, you know, she might see uh, a beaver, and she, she might see, uh, you know, a hawk, and then this other person sees, you know, an elephant. And instead of being like, no, you're, you're wrong, it's totally not an eagle, it's definitely a whale, you know, and like creating separation, I'm like, oh, tell me why you see an eagle. Like, help me understand that. And empathy and like curiosity. So the, what's happened is that we, the, the belief systems that humanity carries has gotten so, so coagulated and so uh, merged with the identity that another idea or another peer group or social group or community is now threatening that being's right. in individual reality because the beliefs and, and, and identity have merged. So what's happening is there's opportunity to unravel where belief systems and identity are, 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 are stuck to allow enough spaciousness to be curious enough to actually have empathy for another peer group, another individual, another community's experience, experience of reality. Right. And that yeah. only can, that can only come through, or I feel it can only come through, a willingness to yeah. look inside, yeah. a willingness to actually go, okay, where do I need to look at Absolutely. where I'm not being empathic, I'm mm. judging constantly. Mm. I mean, this is a big one that comes up for us in our community mm. and for everyone watching. Judgment, you know, this is really like, for anyone watching this today, like your judgment, yeah? Where are you judging in life, right? It's such a big, such a big one, yeah? Such a big one for us. And we're always talking about like, like we're judging automatic. It's, it's, it's default state, you know, it's just like, you know, we're conditioned just to like constantly judge, right? Just constantly condemn. And, and what we've been realizing in our own community is that this invitation to use each other mm. to like really uh, use, maybe is the wrong word, but you know, support each other. Utilize. Utilize, exactly. <laughs> Utilize each other to really get that reflection, get that hall of mirrors to see where, you know, I'm, I'm judging myself, or always it comes back to self, you know, where I'm uh, condemning myself, where I'm, where I'm projecting outward onto other people, where, you know, when I'm already like assuming I know everything and, and making everything personal about me, you know, these, these purifications that take place here, all of a sudden your eyes open, I call it the realize, right? Your realize start realize to open, like right? Yeah. You realize, yeah. your realize start to open, and you can then start to really engage and, and you know beautiful as you use empathy can can it's almost like we need to cultivate empathy we need to learn empathy right yeah. we need it's not just well, some naturally yeah. we naturally have it of course well, uh, you know a huge population of the planet but much smaller than the than the whole is highly empathetic right, yeah. to, right. To, to a default right like to, to actually disempowered state right yeah. right so so much empathy that they that they, life feels too much. Right. You know? Yeah. So there's there's like yeah. a balance I see that wants to happen for right. the light workers or the empaths to come in enough in, into enough individuation and personal power that they can show up in life and the people that have been in a kind of narcissism and, and self-centered, so self-centered or self-focused in their own survival and their mm. own success, whatever, that they, they're like, oh, wait, like there's other people with other reality around me and like, how do I become more attuned to that? Right. So both, like all these different communities have their growth edge yeah. of what they're alchemizing as we spiral up mm. in consciousness to find that shared, shared reality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think you can probably feel even through this, through this conversation, you see how like more and more bubbles up, more and more comes to the surface and, and, um, yeah, I could. I, I, I'm going to be speaking a lot more to Luke, and we could. Uh, we could, of course, go on, go further here. Or maybe I'm going to ask you, based on what we've shared now, or just in this moment, is there anything coming through that, yeah, that really supports this this conversation? Yeah. Just, just in that in this moment, because I could go off on many different spins. Sure, for me, you know, sure, for me, sure, what's sure. coming up is like this idea of full responsibility here. What does it mean to be? Uh, an integrated, I like the words you've used, balanced, um, you know, coming home here to find that balance within myself, first and foremost. That, yeah. that was something that was popping up a lot. Yeah, I think, I think what's, what's showing up is that with, within the more spiritually focused communities is the willingness to be more human because we've become, a lot of people I've noticed have become overly identified with their spirituality in terms of they've created another identity that's trying to take, create a fixed point in consciousness and it loses the curiosity about other people, it loses the curiosity for around other systems, and there becomes an identity that, that is the, the knower or the 
like I have the information and someone's a student or a client. So there's actually a lot of shadow objectification that happens in this, the spiritual and entrepreneurial communities that if, we, if we're willing to let go of the identifications enough to be curious enough around other people's experience, that I think those communities are, are some of the most influential on the planet right now as the personal development and the coaching industry and all these things become more and more positioned in the world and more people are after that and looking for that because of the success. If, if, we, if we can set new standards and new norms and new culture in those spaces where the most influence goes out and actually are courageous enough to become more human, meaning more vulnerable, more authentic, more willing, more curious, more empathetic, then we can actually be a, a shared community that's creating a new culture. Because there, there are, you know, if you look at the 60s or other things, the, the people that were creating the music, the people that were creating the, the, the hip things, the things that were cool, and I think spirituality, for lack of a better term, is becoming more cool, like more people are interested in that. Mm -hmm. And there's positive and negative things to that but but to ground it into our shared humanity is so freaking important mm -hmm. and if we're not willing to to take like to really be honest with ourselves and our emotions and our in our own humanity this is where the distortions of the old culture can creep into these new places mm -hmm. and that's what we need to be willing to look at is, is not perpetuating an even more nuanced version of materialism or even more nuanced version of elitism or even more nuanced version of mm. of hierarchy in these spiritual communities mm. but actually set a precedence of what it means to be an integrated authentic vulnerable human being that is in enough curiosity that we can actually find empathy and discover the through line of connection into the the, the whole of humanity not create more separation not more, create more elitism you know so I think that's what's coming through now because that's my imagine a lot of people that be watching this are more oriented to, right. the, to this kind of personal work and, yeah. and, and so yeah you are you know, I'm guessing you are I don't know who I mean some <laughs> some random people will watch this as well totally um, um, but this is a, this is what happens when you don't have a tripod anybody out there making films making videos yeah it's like everything's falling apart now we're in discovery we're in discovery <laughs> and we accept what is and we're in this beautiful island just to show you where we are you know just to give you a little pan around Talking about privilege. Yeah, this yeah. is speaking of privilege. This is speaking of privilege. <laughs> you know, this is where we, we're, we're coming at you today. And, and this is an interesting thing because for the last um, five weeks, I've been exploring, exploring myself and Dara's been training and been doing a whole heap of stuff and meeting beautiful people. And yeah, it's like, I know that there's many people out there going through, you know, challenges and this yeah this can seem like really privileged and we can talk about this and and what are we doing and what are we doing what are we doing on ourselves and and you know just to bring that back to self is like you know just last night I was in a in a very uh, last yesterday me and Luke spoke I was processing a lot of stuff and feeling into my own contribution and feeling feeling into my own trigger and my own expectations and that was bringing up some uh, you know some wounds in me where I, I can't um, what came up for me yesterday was like this 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 inability to fully surrender mm. right and that was coming up last night like, like even with me and Dara and there was there was some uh, real uh, pain body activation and um, and this is something that I speak a lot about this, but I don't know how many people out there still, I don't have many conversations around the pain body, about the wound, about grief, about about what we're really going through. It's almost like a taboo subject that we can't talk about this stuff, right? Our feelings. Yeah, and then we can't share our feelings. <laughs> and, and part of me is like, if there's any change that's going to happen, it's this change where, you know, whatever I don't even like this whole thing with all these mixed genders now it's like 56 genders or something two men coming together two beings two human two beings two souls that care about themselves about life about uh, about what we're doing here about our contribution about the the, the way to uh, create something new based on what we can clearly see is not serving is not functioning yeah um, that's that's really I don't know there's a richness in that and, yeah. and I want to just acknowledge you and mm. In, you know, we've known each other two days, yeah? <laughs> two days. We met, oh no, no, two and a half days. Three days. Yeah, yeah, three days now. Like that, yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> three days, right? And, um, you know, we can show up and, and be open to listen to, um, you know, new perspectives in different ways. And, you know, there's an author that I love, and I, I mention this sometimes, but, uh, you know, old school Jiddu Krishnamurti, mm. you know? And one thing I love about Krishnamurti is always this, you know, this, this, this highest intelligence is being able to tap into our intuition, to be able to um, um, observe without evaluating, mm. to be able to come together with two beings 
without this need to, uh, for me to be right or, or, or Luke to be right, but what's in the space that can come through us when we show up yeah. just with a willingness, right? Yeah. yeah. Willingness is definitely everything. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And the willingness to listen together. Right. You know, then, then if I'm in a willingness and receptivity to, to deeply listen, then more wisdom can actually come through you. Right. Because there's, there's a space for it to be received. If I'm on, if I'm in the assumption that I know everything, or that like my reality is more more relevant than yours, or my experience is more uh, has more validity than yours, then then I'm not listening, and then I then I miss out right. on whatever gift life has for me through right. you, right. you know. And so right, and and, and we get the, and then we also we get the playful. Uh, I love the word you use. The curiosity comes yeah. in. Then there's that <laughs> playfulness, right? And then you know, we, me and Luke were just talking before um, we had this lovely man come over and sell us um, sell us this beautiful sarongs. some beautiful sarongs. And um, you know, we, I said to the guy, you know, at one point, it's like, oh, just he was like, oh, selling, selling, selling. And I said, yeah, what about your your smile? I goes, I pay millions for that smile. And, and he said, smile is free. Yeah. The smile is free, yeah. <laughs> and then we were laughing about that, and he was really this lovely, lovely, beautiful, kind man. And they're making these sarongs, and you know, some of them take one week, and some take one month to make. And then I just said to Luke, I said, it's interesting, sometimes I notice how us so-called privileged people engage with these so-called poor, unintelligent people, right, which they're clearly not. Um, maybe some are in all levels, whether you're in bloody England or anywhere else in the world, right, any privileged c country. And it was just like we just both fell into that, not, not to condemn, but just to feel again how we so, um, yeah, we so, in my opinion, we, we block love purely by our preconceived ideas and judgments of who we think we are and who somebody else thinks we are. And I think if we can start to just drop those barriers and open in love, it's that sense of real deep connection, bond, understanding, awareness. There's more shared reality in our shared humanity than any spiritual system. Right, right, Compassion. Right. And it's going on, right? It's yeah, here, it's, it's here right now. We can practice it every it's moment. so much simpler than we've made it for ourselves. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the spirituality that a lot of people are connected to, their souls have experience with. You know, it's, it's lifetimes of accumulated orientation and what life is actually inviting and asking for is an emergent spirituality that is in alignment with the modern world and the times that we're coming into. So something that, for example, to, so this isn't just like broad concept, you know, when I've gone through breakups with partners or, you know, had, had some really devastating feelings, my default spirituality would say, remove myself from the world, go to a cave, go to a monastery, go like outside of the world, opposite of connection. And what life has been saying to me is actually move deeper into connection, like share it, come into it, feel it. And so a lot of times, you know, on, on these, these marker points of our life, is that we get these choice points where we can default to our old spirituality or literally forge a new unfamiliar path. Mm -hmm. And it usually requires going even deeper into humility and vulnerability within our humanity than it does to like have a contrived system around how to do with, deal with those things. And the more that we're willing to do that, the more we can have a sense of true soul equality with any human being. You know, and coming back to the initiated and not uninitiated and you know, the, the, the sort of um, containers that can be created where someone's guiding an experience and who's, who's more, uh, you know, uh, the, the, relevan yeah, the relevancy of that, because there is space for that. But if we don't have the, the true equality of fully experiencing and seeing someone else's divinity, it's bullshit. Right. You know, so like what I've been appreciating about this brother is that I see him like, actively acknowledging with the divinity of the local people here and something that I, I do too and we were both actually feeling the distastefulness of entitlement from Western culture of, of literally treating someone less than you know and whether that happens in a vegan cafe uh, based on an, an ideology or that happens you know here or it happens it doesn't it, it's, 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 it's just human human right. beings will be dismissive and invalidating to another human being right. and create separation and right. put someone down right. you know so you know if we can really examine that tendency within the spiritual community uh, of where, where are we creating more separation? Where is someone more endowed or, or uh, you know, losing this, this true equality? If, right. if we're all God goddess, then, then w why do you need to put that person down or right. create separation? Right. You know, right. truly living... Which, which, is, you know, which is true sovereignty. Mm -hmm. 
that's sovereign coming back yeah. to sovereign self. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, I know yeah. we, go, we were going to finish, but this is a spark something. So listen to this. So um, actually, this, this, this is beautiful because you've gone full circle. But maybe this is a great example to talk about just, just briefly, yeah. just a taste, a seed of, of radical leadership. Right, we spoke briefly about, and then I don't. Are you happy to share that, like that scenario of that man that came in, and we were talking about co-leaders yeah. as opposed to, you know, authoritarian. I'm the boss. You're yeah. the you're the you're the one working under me. Sure. But actually, this idea of co-leadership. Yeah, co-leadership, surrendered leadership. Surrendered leadership. Yeah, that was it. yeah. The, the surrendered leader. It's 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 again. It's the willingness to be in listening more than than anything. It's it's that the the energy field of a shared group of beings is smarter than any one person. Right. So it's, it, we want to actually come into an experience of a unified field. And some people are greater at guiding the energy into a more unified experience, but at some point they have to dissolve enough of their identity right. as the teacher or the guide to, ex, to all experience that, that unified energy enough. Right. And when we do that, we're in that listening space. And in that listening space, that field can come through anyone. Mm. And, 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 you know, it's, it's trusting life enough to... to to like dance with that shared energetic that we can allow someone's leadership to emerge right. if we're listening. Someone can bring through a message through their own channel. You right. know, maybe it's not the teacher in the, the workshop, but someone's innate intelligence bubbles up in that moment through the unified right. field, and they're speaking something that's absolutely resonant with everybody. Yeah. You know, but if I'm if I'm too attached to being the facilitator, and I'm dominating the space on some level, right. or trying to manage the energy too much. And someone's innate intelligence doesn't have permission to come online in that space. Right. So this is kind of the idea. Surrendered leadership is, 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 is the, the facilitation is coming from the emergent field itself. And so it becomes more in service to like massaging and, and nurturing a space for more unity than it is a, a, a fixed identity of a role. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and those, it's like those roles need to happen organically through life as opposed to be asserted into situation so I've literally as an as an experiment for myself to see where I still have attachment and other things I've been going to other people's ceremonies other people's workshops peers of mine that I believe in and have love for you know I don't necessarily put them I, I don't pedestal anybody anymore but just just to go with curiosity and actually humble myself enough to just listen and not need to be validated seen or have my wisdom be at all and so I've sat I've literally my entire time in Bali so far have gone to my peers who usually unconsciously on some level are competing right. for the spiritual stage. Right. Instead, just go and just be a participant and, and bless the work that they're doing in the world. Right. And I've been doing this consciously as an experiment to see where am I still attached with being, having a role of being right. a facilitator. Right. And being heard or, yeah. or needing to get your point across yeah. or whatever it might be. And I've had some of the best, best medita- like moments of surrender and, and self-sourced connection in those circles of and, and I see some of the distortion playing out in those, in those circles too so they're not f- devoid of, of shadow and there's tons of beautiful light there too yeah. and just to be present to all of it and not need to fix change or control or any of it but just be in the experience and so this has been a personal experiment that I've been in it's a great in. topic and now you know what life is saying is, is like okay it's time for you to start facilitating again you know yeah. it's like organically come back yeah. and, and that's what's happening and it's like yeah and I think that's really healthy I, I, yeah and I, I really feel that if you're, if you're a facilitator or you're out there doing this work what, call it what you like light work spiritual work uh, you know, actually, this is this thing. I'm going to finish on this. It's like well-needed content for humanity. There's a lot mm. of people promoting at the moment that there's yeah. like well-needed content for humanity. It's like we all need this and so on. Yeah. And and at the same time, let's bring that foot forward. But let's not get too identified that you're the one that is bringing it forward. That your price tag has to be paid. That everybody has to come to you for that information. The information is not yours, not mine, not Luke's. It's coming through from a higher intelligence, yeah. and we are we are the conduits. The vessels the, the 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 you know like tingles in my arms with the conduits and vessels to allow that to come through and the more that we purify ourselves the more transparent we are the more clean our container is and the more transparent our container the more pure the the transmission that wants to come through the intelligence wants to come through and somebody said the other day to me they said oh yeah no transparency is Transparent communication is all a bit like, um, you know, it's, it's misleading because the word transparent means clear, it means translucent. It doesn't mean that I can just go and spit my words and say whatever <laughs> I want onto anybody and that's just going to be okay, right? And, and, and I said that and my response to him was, no, no, the word is p- perfect, but for you to be able to communicate transparently, you need to purify and cleanse yourself enough that you are clear. Because yeah. when you are clear, 
the transparency is natural. It's a natural expression. You don't have to think, yeah, it's not a concept that you have to read a book and go, oh, I must remember to say this, this and this. No, you are clear, you know, you become clean, you become transparent, translucent, and then you can communicate from that place. So, thank you. Yeah, good to be here with all of you, with you, brother. We'll seal it up on my end. It's, yeah, it's just those that are bringing the new content, those that are, you know, initiating humanity into deeper connection with source, self, another Mother Earth, uh, spirit, cosmos, whatever you want to call it, to be courageous enough to not have a fixed point of identity. That's, that's the essence of what surrender leadership can look like. Yeah. So just kind of distill it down. Are we courageous enough to, to not have a fixed point of identity? Right. But to discover our identity in connection as it arises. Right. Yeah. yeah, which is beautiful and sort of links into the transparency, right? Because actually, if you're really translucent and completely clear, there is nothing to fix on to, yeah. is there? There's nothing to fix on to. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, brother. <laughs> really? How are you feeling now from how you felt at the beginning to now? Ah, uh, just, you know, it feels, uh, it just feels sweet, you know? I, I feel the sweetness of um, just more and more people are willing to do the work, you know? We can focus on everyone who's not willing, and we can focus on all the what's wrong. I really want to get in the habit for myself and with others of what's right, what is working, what what is exciting, what is nourishing, where we focus our energy and attention, the chi flows. And so mm. it's it's like, you know, bring a full circle and also do another wave of, of wrapping up loops of what we've opened of. Please. To not be in the disassociation or bypassing of the challenging choice points of, for humanity right now around all the issues that we care about to not become bypassed of that and let it impact us. But again, to also f- keep a consistency of focusing where on the positive and what's possible. Um, what's possible? What's possible, you know, staying in the curiosity belt. Like, I'm not gonna draw the conclusion that we're all fucked. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Right. We don't know, right. you know? So like at the moment, I, if I think that I know something, yes. there's a fixed identity usually ar- arising. Mm. So staying in the consistency of your curiosity you know, with all matters from the most exactly. high to the yes. most challenging of, you know, global issues that we're facing right, right now. And if enough of us model that and enough of us come into connection, you know, around that, we, we get to co-steward some new culture on the planet. Right. And, and that doesn't have the distortions of the old yeah. imbued in it because we're not perpetuating those hierarchy systems. We're not perpetuating the, the, the separation. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm a yes to that. If you're a yes to that, um, yeah. thank you for joining us. For me, this just this idea of really, yeah, this letting, like, we don't know. And in that, a knowing can emerge. Well, we can just practice that, what Luke just summarized at the end. That's just, you know, that's a beautiful place to play. And um, somebody said to me the other day, a friend of ours here, Jackie, is like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people preaching that we've got 12 years to live on this planet. Yeah, it's 12 years and humanity be wiped out, right? You know, it's like, do we know how long we have anyway? And and every moment is there to be uh, experienced. So let's uh, let's do what Luke just suggested and let's focus on what is uh, what is working and what what solutions are out there. Stay curious, family. Mwah. Love you all. <laughs> This is our time to rise